0: Wish to die, please raise their hands. (laughs) Hello, welcome back to another episode of nightmares and chill anyways who are we jen uh
1: my name is eddie Olivares,
0: and my name is jennifer proles and we are your hosts
1: i forgot how to do this i'm not gonna lie it's been a minute
0: <laughs> it's been a hot minute it's been a hot minute yeah um, i took a shot so did you same so did eric and honestly i have not drank since March. That's the last time that I actually drank. It's um, okay. So I'm kind of feeling it a little bit.
1: I'm not feeling shit, and I'm kind of sad because I want to.
0: Should we take another one? Let's do it on the air. On the air? Yeah, let's do okay, it. Fuck it. Oh,
1: no. Okay, down. Hold on.
0: Let me get it ready, y'all. Well, Jen gets that. Um, I will tell you that you guys can follow nightmares and chill at nightmares and chill on instagram you can follow us at nightmares chill on twitter you can email us about anything and everything you want if there's a specific movie that you want us to do or a specific true crime that you just would love to hear jen talk about please don't be afraid to email us at nightmaresandchill@gmail.com. at gmail.com
1: the bitch is back oh no hold uh is this a drunk episode
0: it's starting out to be. And the ASMR episode. Oh, okay. Wow. It's a three for one.
1: Okay, sisters. Let's do it.
0: To episode six to of episode Nightmares six. and Chill. Here we go. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ugh. Eddie, you good? Yes. Whew. That was rough. Oh, God, my this... God. It's still like in the back of my throat. <laughs> this is going to be
0: such a messy episode. Okay, I so, so I already not, plugged. Oh, I'm no. I'm not okay. You can also follow me personally <laughs> at DisnerdEddie on all social media. And uh-huh. you can follow Jen at Jennifer JenniferXProls.
1: Uh-huh.
0: She's having trouble. So today I will be covering both the movie and the true crime. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Bitch.
1: Wait, it's just not going away.
0: Ooh, that was nasty. Okay, we're back. Okay, so welcome back to a podcast where we take one iconic horror movie
1: and one true crime story. And, and we bring, bring them, them together.
0: together.
1: The trick is to do a shot, and then we I do it perfectly. So.
0: This is going to be our most streamed episode. I feel it.
1: Okay, so tonight, Eddie, what is your movie?
0: Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Sorry, Mom. Okay, so today's episode is going to be all about Lady Gaga's newest single, Rain On Me. Perfect. Um, With, with collaboration with... Ariana, Ariana Grande, Grande mm, yes. exactly.
1: That's why I wore this ponytail today.
0: You did. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So sorry if you were looking for like a horror movie or a true crime. It's just not going to happen today. Um, God, I wish. I wish. One day. Can I have like twenty five seconds to promote it and go? Okay, guys. So "Rain on Me" is the newest single by Lady Gaga off of her latest album or soon to be coming out album Chromatica, available. To listen on May 29th, let me tell you, this song is spectacular, talented, amazing, over the top, (laughs) never changing. Like it is so good. So actually, if you listen to Nightmares and Chill, go ahead and pause it right now and then go listen to Lady Gaga and then come back. Okay. Thanks, guys.
1: (laughs) That was that. Lady Gaga, you're welcome, bitch. Yeah,
0: today's episode is sponsored by the Chromatica CD. <gasps> like,
1: could you so, imagine? I, could,
0: I would fucking die. Oh, I know. Would that be everything? Anywho, okay. So... What are we really talking okay, about? Okay, so Jen? the
1: strangers, and then I will be going into the
0: Ketty Cabin. Yes, murders this is later. actually a true crime that I kind of am familiar with. Yes, it's very. It's iconic. Is that an appropriate thing to no, say about true crime? Iconic. It's a very
1: known case. Very popular. It is unsolved. And Eddie, you will find out later why I believe it should not be unsolved. It is very clear who did this. Gotcha. So it's a very frustrating murder. We'll get into it later. So we have the strangers and the Keddie Cabin. Yes,
0: we have both of them. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm drunk, I think, maybe. This
1: is going to be a spicy episode. Eric, I apologize for the editing later. He's going to have to cut out a lot of, Bitch, I'm drunk. (laughs) Bitch, I'm drunk.
0: Good
1: night. All right, Eddie. Shall we start, okay. or is Lady Gaga's promo time still going?
0: Um. Well, I mean, since you brought it up, so the Rain on Me music video came out today as well. Okay, the strangers. <laughs> so just like Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande in the iconic Rain on Me music video, the Strangers also and stars two iconic hold people. Hold on. Okay.
1: <laughs> Your sweater is oh yeah an Ariana Grande sweater
0: and a Lady Gaga hat. Bitch, this was on purpose.
1: We we are fully aware. She said
0: promotion,
1: and I'm promoting um the new promoting the Smith. Is that a knockoff Smith shirt? I got on Etsy, so probably. Did you see the back of it? No. Oh,
0: bitch. (gasps) Favorite lyric ever. Oh my gosh, such a heavenly way to die.
1: My lyric to you, (laughs) since we both kind of want to die.
0: Oh God, too real. Just kidding. Too real with everything going on, man. Okay, so the Strangers came out in two thousand and eight. I remember seeing this movie in theaters me too. oh my god. it was it was truly probably one of I think the scarier moments that I had in a movie theater. I was genuinely terrified, same as you were.. Mm-hmm. I was at this point, I was like dipping my toe into like horror. like i was I was a really scared kid. I was scared of everything. So to see, like, movies like this would just, like, take me to the deep end and I would, like, stay up and, like, because for me, and I still do this to this day, like, anytime I watch, like, a movie or a TV show, I, like, obsess over it Mm -hmm. and I want to, like, Google it and research it and, like, find out everything about it. Mm -hmm. So I would do that with even horror movies and then not be able to sleep. Love that. So this movie stars Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman. Uh, They play Kristen and James, who are a couple on the verge of what we might uh, perceive as a breakup.
1: Mm -hmm. Love that for them, By, by the way.
0: Truly. It's directed by Brian Bertino. This is his directorial debut. Oh,
1: shit. Good for him.
0: Yeah. He wrote the film and also directed it. But I have his career here.
1: I just realized, Eddie, that I have a part after yours. And I'm kind of like,
0: oh, fuck. I just realized that I'm doing it
1: right now. But it's going, and we both love this film, so it's going to be really good.
0: Yes, we'll see. (laughs) So he also directed Mockingbird in 2014, not to be confused with Mockingjay, The Hunger Games. Oh, a new Hunger Games book got released this week, too. Truly a blessed week to be Eddie in the USA, I think. Like, wow. Okay. The
1: Strangers... Mm-hmm. 2008 film starring Liv Tyler. Let's get back to that. Not this.
0: Who was in Lord of the Rings? Hey,
1: What's what is Eric? That? that was for you. I've never even seen that. We could tell, or tasted that, or heard of that.
0: Yeah, it's for people with very um good taste.
1: Well, you've never seen Game of Thrones, so shove it.
0: I actually can. Bro. I be this is going to be a kind of a. Of shocking um, confession. Mm -hmm. I'm not the biggest Lord of the Rings fan. It's not my favorite series. I'm proud of you, baby. I have an attachment to them because I remember seeing them when I was young. All
1: I know is that little, like, creature. What are they called? The little golem. Golem. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah. That bitch. But but what are the, like, what is Frodo? What what type of... A troll. (laughs) A gremlin. (laughs) He is a hobbit.
1: Oh, fuck! Dude, my cousin calls me Hobbit all the time because I'm so short. Are your
0: nasty feet? Oh.
1: No, because my feet are not nasty. Because I'm shorter than her. That bitch is like almost six feet tall, and I'm five three. She's like, you hey, a little Hobbit," <laughs> and she used um, to call me a goblin. Hey, Nicole, love you, bitch.
0: Well, both seem fitting. So thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so he's only directed like three movies, but he's written a couple. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs>
1: But for his first really good movie, yeah. The Strangers no, is it's it's great. still great. You know what? It's
0: crazy. So this movie only has, hold on, I have to double check, but I think it's a 46% on Rotten Tomatoes, which That's is inaccurate. shocking to me. A lot of people, a lot of people would be scared here. A lot mm-hmm. of people, and I'll name them, um, did not like The Strangers. It's a movie that people don't genuinely enjoy because they find it boring. It's not boring. First it's of all, this so movie good. is an hour and twenty-eight minutes, so forgive Felt like it. An eternity. <laughs> forgive it for having some moments that are a little more calm, but honestly, the movie. Starts off with a bang, like, right away. Absolutely. It's Within great. the first 10 minutes, there is a sex scene. There is a breakup. There is a sex scene. There is a banging on the door. What more could you want? What is it? What's the Rotten Tomato score?
1: 48.
0: 48? 48%. I'm so sorry, you guys.
1: It's 48% Rotten Tomatoes. It should be 100.
0: I really did like this In my eyes. Film. I rewatched it again today. I made my mother watch it with me. That shit was a treat, let me tell you.
1: My mom would fucking never
0: She did not want to watch it, but then love like bitch. <laughs> but then I like started playing it and then her she was kind of like, Oh, let me watch this part. And then she got hooked. So yeah, what's what else is there to say about this movie? It's it's a gem. There's a sequel to it Ugh. that also didn't do that well. But I actually enjoyed the sequel as well. We saw it together. We did see it together. Mm-hmm. I thought I loved it. I loved it too. The little boy in it. The, not little boy. Whoa. The boy in it. He's cute. Yeah. He's, he's, I, he's cute. cute kitty, yeah. Cutie patootie. But uh, yeah, I thought I thought they were both great. So yeah. let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get into it. My TikTok bitches. Okay. So the movie starts. Oh, let me start this off by saying that I rented the unrated version. Ooh. He's got money. He got money. Um, so I actually i which is kind of dumb because I should have I don't know I don't remember the differences between the unrated version and the regular version. I think I remember a, like enough to maybe talk about it. So sorry y'all if you if you hear me talking and are like I don't remember that happening but it's only literally a two minute difference.
1: Oh geez. Yeah
0: so not much was changed. So the movie starts out with I think this was only in the unrated version. It's so the the Starts off with like a, a title card that says this was based on a true story, mm-hmm. um, which is in the theatrical version. And then it also talks about uh, on the night of blah, 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 James or James and Kristen are attacked in their home, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But in this version, it's the beginning starts off with like the phone call of the little Christian boys calling the police saying like hey that we just found these bodies um they're dead they're bleeding and i don't think that's in the theatrical version
1: i don't think so i don't think so I either i, don't, that I, don't, in the I don't remember
0: i don't remember it either but it was in this version so i don't
1: know it was 2008 that was a long time ago yeah
0: yeah and i rewatched i i i love this movie so i've rewatched it since but i do yeah. not i haven't rewatched it in a couple years i want to rewatch it it's,
1: you know what in the theater I was with my best friend in high school. We're not friends no more. Cause sh- Anyways. Um
0: Don't say say what she
1: did. She's just not a good friend, but it's fine. Anyways, someone that she knew texted her phone and he put because you were home.
0: Ew. And she's like, ew,
1: what does that mean? I said, well, oh, that's the tagline of the movie.
0: So that was a little scary. Oh, my God. Ew, yeah. That tagline is scary. We'll get to that. Yeah. So it then jumps it jumps into the start of our um okay hold on this is
1: so ugly we got this eddie we got this dude yeah we got it at least you're going first i have to like sober up real quick because i had a murder talking about people die this is a real traumatic event
0: yeah that sucks hate to be you
1: i would too but here i am in the skin so
0: all right <laughs> so the movie then jumps to our two main characters that was really good Our two main characters, Kristen and James. Mm -hmm. Kristen McKay and James Hoyt, played by Liv Tyler and Mr. Speedman. They're in a car and Kristen has been crying and James looks pissed as hell. We learned from the title card previously that the two were at a wedding reception. So they go inside the house. And it looks, it's been decorated like a very romantic night out. There are rose petals sprinkled all over the bed and on the floor. Candles lit. There's bottles of champagne. And we learned that he proposed to her at the wedding reception and she turned him down. Which, rude. Can I just say? Yes. If you... Are the one proposing at a wedding reception, you deserve to get rejected. I That's, think that is so tacky. It's so
1: tacky. It's so nasty. It's so,
0: like, why would you take away and that, that couple's, like, moment right. to make it about yourself? Right. You nasty. Right. And we learn later on that she's just, she says, like, dude, I just wasn't ready, you know? But it's just, like, I don't know. It just seems like I would be annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Same. Who has a phone on?
1: Oh, it's Eric oh, who wow. is it's yelling. It's the one who
0: scolds us when wow. we have our phone on. Wow, But it's okay for him to have his phone on. Eddie, should we go? I'm done. This is the last episode. <sighs> the last episode. Episode six, six, six. <laughs> should I just do the rest of the episode in this voice? Wait, that's kind of everything. So James ends up calling his friend Mike. By- <laughs> <laughs> okay um wait no do it no i can't my or your australian accent. <laughs> my precious pipes no we'll save that for movies set in australia Fun,
1: what's it called funny games
0: <laughs> i did not i made Bitch, that up
1: funny games motherfucker we're doing that
0: one eventually okay. okay stay tuned love it same so james ends up calling this friend mike played by somebody brad pitt no the guy from um it's always sunny in philadelphia Danny DeVito (laughs) I wish That Danny DeVito Everything is the same about The Strangers Except that Fucking Glenn Howerton's Part is played by Danny DeVito That'd be everything Can you imagine Oh my god (sighs) I would... Oh, my God. I'm,
1: like, picturing it. It's I, so
0: ugly. So, we're starting the Nightmares and Chill Patreon, where we're donating... Where you can donate money, and Jen and I will redo the entire movie, but cast Danny DeVito. Oh. As Mike. Oh, my
1: God. I'm down.
0: <laughs> That'd be everything. So, James ends up calling his friend Mike and letting him know that things didn't go as planned. And if he can pick him up in the morning. So that she can live, Tyler's character can drive home and he can go home with his best friend because they had planned a road trip together after the wedding. So, you know, there's that. (laughs) That's so awkward to like have like a little weekend getaway, a little vacation and then just to like not be in good terms. Absolutely. fucking That sucks. They end up having like a quick conversation about it where she's like, look, I'm sorry that it had to happen this way. And it's a really nice moment because you can, from this scene, you see right away that there is a love. There is a connection there. Mm -hmm. It's not, I don't know. I feel like especially in early 2000 movies that like most characters aren't really like sympathetic and they're kind of like artificial or superficial Mm -hmm. and not really relatable. And this one is, you know, they are. They're a real couple. If you're in a relationship, a long-term relationship, Things are messy.
1: Right. Things happen and things
0: change. And, and um, you know, sometimes you have to have like awkward and uncomfortable conversations. Right. And I really, I think that this scene is so genuine and I, I really enjoy it. And I think both of their acting work is quite nice. So they end up talking and they end up drinking. They end up opening the bottles of champagne and end up drinking. And then they start having sex because they said, you know what? Why waste all of this romantic display? Mm-hmm. Let's just start fucking. So he like, that for them. Yeah, he puts her on the kitchen table. He pulls her panties down. And I'm ooh. like, ooh. And then, bam! A knock on the door happens. Cock block. Cock block by the motherfucking strangers. Not only are they murderers, they are cock blockers. Mm.
1: That's part three.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. The strangers cock block at night. Mm-hmm. We're also going to make that happen on our Patreon. So make sure you subscribe. Perfect.
1: Top tier, please.
0: So they get the knock and James says, what is it? Like four in the morning? Like who the fuck could that be? You know? So my learn- neighbor's
1: yelling. Oh
0: yeah. God. Why don't you talk about that real quick?
1: You want to hear about it? Yeah. I want to oh hear about God. it. Last night at one thirty-eight in the morning, Mm-mm. I hear my neighbor's daughter's boyfriend yelling, but it was that mixture of like, crying slash yelling but like a real yell right outside our bedroom window right there and her and the girl goes come inside i'm like i have they're they're probably like 21 22 they don't have jobs they play video games all day whatever i'm like i have work at 8 a.m damn and then i heard them through our closet wall like arguing in her bedroom and that that was that
0: that's so They're about annoying. to catch
1: these hands. Oh,
0: they're about to have a fucking strangers incident right they now. They sure are. Should we go over in masks?
1: Okay. And scare them? Be your back, Eric.
0: <laughs> That'd be everything. That'd oh. be such a cute Halloween costume if we all dressed up as the strangers.
1: We were one year, remember? Because on Topic, we got the mask and I was like, oh, we should do it. And you said, oh, I don't want to wear the mask one night. And I was like, yeah, same.
0: Oh, yeah. We did think about yeah. it. That'd be cute.
1: Us three, though.
0: Yeah. And Eric could be the blonde because he has Fuck, like the yeah. long blonde hair. Oh wait, that's everything. Wait, (laughs) spoiler alert. Okay, well, not like we can celebrate Halloween this year anyway. So right, let's not get into that. Mm -hmm. Because I've I've shed enough tears.
1: Same. Good night.
0: Oh, so yeah, so the knock happens. They um, answer the door, and it's a blonde girl. And when I was in two thousand eight, I always pictured Amanda Seyfried from Mamma Mia. It's not her, but it's Gemma Ward. It's Gemma Ward. But to this day, every time I think of the strangers, I think of Amanda Seyfried. I get it. I guess so. Blonde girl asks, "Is Tamara here?" Tamara. Oh, damn! Tamara, Tamara,
1: sister, sister. <laughs> Never knew how much I missed you. We are Tia and Tamara. We are <laughs> just like them. <laughs>
0: exactly. We're twitches. <laughs> okay. Did you get that reference? Yes, I okay. <laughs> I don't know, Jen's been ha- Jen. I found out how old Jen was today. Eddie. <laughs> I texted her a meme and she said, what's that? Or something like that. I don't remember. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> like, Never mind, not the crowd.
1: <laughs> ooh, I'm pissed.
0: <laughs> anyway, is Tamara home? And they're like, no.
1: <laughs> they don't say no. No,
0: they're just, I mean, they kind of do. They're like, no, no one by that name lives here, girl.
1: They said, oh, yeah, she's in the bathtub.
0: You meant plot twist. <laughs> so then <laughs> they're like, yeah, no, no one by that name lives here. And, she, and they're like, OK. She's like, OK, see you later. Bitch, what do you mean, see you later?
1: Foreshadowing.
0: Yep. And then, and then to prove that James is like a good guy, he says um, something along the lines of, I sh- should I go help her find where Tamara lives? Because a lot of people get lost here. And then Liv Tyler's character is like, no, like she seems fine. Don't worry about it. Ooh. Come back inside. We was busy. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, girl. So then they go back inside and they're like, all right, that was weird, but whatever. And then Kristen mentions that she's out of cigarettes. Because your girl is a avid smoker.
1: Yikes. God bless.
0: Yuck. Okay. Yeah. Two thousand eight two thousand. They didn't give a fuck. You could smoke anytime, anywhere.
1: Two thousand eight, yeah. The year I finished high school.
0: Wow, really?
1: Don't say it like that, please. (laughs) Wow, really? They had high school back then? Whoa. I was a little baby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I was a sophomore.
1: Okay, good for you.
0: So James is like, oh, I'll go get you some cigarettes. She's like, no, don't worry about it. And he's like, no, I want to go for a drive. I need to, you know, I need to get some air. He's messy. He's mad. (laughs) They're both messy.
1: Just like us.
0: <laughs> Truly. So he ends up leaving and she ends up wandering the house, you know, looking at things. She tries on the wedding ring that he, you know, gave her. She's like, oh, that's pretty. Maybe I should have said yes. Damn. You got <laughs> money. And then, oh, at, at one point she goes and she goes to lock the door. And I'm like, first of all, after that incident, wouldn't you have locked the door right away? Absolutely. Like, first of all, you should have the lock, the door locked at all times. But, right. So she barely locks it. And she's like, okay, you know what? We're going to take extra precautions tonight. And then another bang from the door happens. Ew. So she grabs her 2008 cell phone. Just a little flip phone. Love that. But it's dead, of Probably course.
1: singular wireless. A singular, service.
0: mm-hmm. You get, you, get, you get to pay for minutes. hmm And text. And text. It was free on weekends. Mm -hmm. Wait, no. Calls were free on weekends, right? Yep, sure. And then after nine, they were free.
1: Yes, after nine, it was free.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn, the good old days. So she ends up charging her cell phone, and then she uses the landline. And, oh, yeah. And then there's, like, repeated banging. So she, like, freaks out. So she goes to call James. I'm like, bitch, call the police. Like, hello? I get it. What do you mean you get it?
1: No, like, I get your oh, frustration.
0: okay. I was like, girl, no. What your boyfriend going to do? He's buying cigarettes. Like, call the police so that, and then call your boyfriend. Right, correct. I was so frustrated. I said, these bitches. So she called James, and it's like, hey, can you just get home? Like, there's banging on the door. Mm-hmm. And then she asked him to stay on the phone, but then it disconnects. Again, you should have called the police. So she goes out into the kitchen, and then this is, like, the this is the a shot that I remember so well. It's a wide shot of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And she's like kind of like, you know, like freaking out. And then in the back like hallway of the kitchen, you see the man in the mask. And he's just like kind of staring at her. And it's such a good scare because it's so quiet. Mm-hmm. And it's just focused on her. And he's just settling in the back. There's no music. There's no Ugh. like, there's no like sound for you to be scared. It's just him. And you're just like, oh my God, bitch, he's in the house. it's ugly
1: that is nasty What a disgusting thing
0: yeah well just like the whole premise of this movie you know like um like i mentioned before or i don't know if i did mention before but jen's covering the
1: the keddy cabin murders the keddy cabin
0: murders which a lot of people say that this movie you know reminds them inspired by yeah so the director has came out and said that the movie is actually inspired by the tate uh, Sharon and Tate murder, the, Sharon the Tate murder. murders, and it's also inspired by a real life incident that happened to him when he was a kid.
1: Yes, in his hometown.
0: In his hometown, a knock him on the door. Mm-hmm. Someone asked if blah 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 was home, and they said no. And then they l- later learned on that there was like a bunch of burglaries mm-hmm. at his hometown, and whoever didn't answer got broken into. Right. Um. And so the whole point of this movie is to sh- is to kind of talk about how. People do horrible, nasty things for no reason. Mm -hmm. There doesn't have to be a motive. Right. Which is funny because when I watched this movie with my mom today, she was so pissed off at the end and she was like, we don't, she goes, we don't learn who they were. (laughs) She's like, why did they do it? And I was like, that's the whole point of the movie. And she was just like, that's stupid. But I'm like, well, that's kind of like the reality of, you know, these true crimes. You know, every crime that you talk about, my biggest question is why the fuck did he do that? And there's no motive. Right. It's just them people being crazy and people being ugly. And anyway, so that, I, I think that's such a ugh, such a scary thing to think about. So then he's gone and you hear like the door close. So she finally grabs like a weapon, which I don't know. I think maybe we've just watched too many horror movies that like if anything happens like that, we're just like, all right, let's grab a knife. Let's, right. you know, we're on X Games mode. We are ready to fight. <laughs> so she finally goes and grabs a kitchen knife and she tries to use the phone again. But it's been like tinkered, or it's honestly, guys. I don't really remember what happened. Either the phone gets stolen, her
1: cell phone. Yeah, did it get snapped in half?
0: I don't know. It's something that happens where she can't use the phone. Then all of a sudden, we hear like a ton of rattling from outside. She checks the windows and sees the man in the mask, like staring oh, directly God. at her. And the door opens, and then we see the girl in the doll mask. So she goes to hide in the room and the like the bedroom, and then James yeah. comes in. Oh God. And this is the first time that I watched them. So I've seen this movie countless of times mm-hmm. and I've never put it together that we're supposed to think that James is like the murderer. Oh, I never got that either. Yeah. Well, this time what? we were watching it. I was like, oh, they're both dressed in suits and oh, shit. every time that he leaves the mask, the mask right. man comes in. Right. And it's something that I had never put together. I have watched this movie so many times. And finally today was the first time where I was like, oh my God, we're supposed to think that. And because it, it also, my mom made the comment, oh, it's the boyfriend. Oh shit. And I was like, oh, you're so right. Like we're supposed to think that as an audience.
1: You just blew my mind. Yeah, I have no
0: idea. I My mom blew my mind. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, you're right. Wow. They're both in suit. They're both like wearing the exact same outfit. And I was just like, wow, oh, I didn't notice that. Hmm. So yes. And and he's like, he he, and then throughout like the, rest of the movie before like they're both in scenes together he's kind of acting like an asshole like kind of acting like a dick and it makes sense she turned him down on his proposal he's mad so he wants to like get his revenge on her Mm -hmm. i never put two and two together but wow i'm shocked yeah so that's 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 just because i i just didn't know so james says that he needs to get his phone from the car and Kristen says you can't go out there and he goes, why not? And I'm like, bitch, hello, your girlfriend is like in distress. She's freaking out. She said that someone has, you know, like they've, those strangers are first are in masks.
1: Right. Like, why
0: would you even question that? Mm-hmm. Like, no matter how mad you are, like, she has not given you any reason to believe that she's crazy. Like, why would, I don't know, that, that shit kind of pissed me off. So he tells her, he, he even says a line, Krista, nobody came in the house. And I'm like, how the fuck would you know? Right. (laughs) Anyway. So he goes to his car and it's all um, messed up. Like uh, the windshield is like cracked open. And there's a bunch of shit tinkered with. And then um, a hand grabs like the back of his head and he like freaks out. And then we see the blonde girl in the mask like in front of the car. I think I might have deleted some notes. <laughs> Let me see. Um, damn it. I deleted. I don't know. <gasps> I deleted some notes. You did? Yeah. That's okay. I remember. Oh my Good thing I just watched the movie. Jesus Christ. So it jumps back to um, Kristen inside the house. We see that her hand is cut. So when he goes back inside the house, he wraps her hand with his tie that he's wearing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, y'all don't have a first aid kit in that big ass house.
1: Isn't it like a rented little so cabin? It's his
0: parent. it's it's his par- or his family's oh. cabin. Um so I would think that there would be a first aid kid in there. Yeah. I don't know. Or at least you have some you have band-aids at least. Right. Or disinf I don't know. Pour that shit underwater. At least. I don't know. So his phone has also been tampered with. Uh oh. So they got no way to call anybody. So they go to, they go outside to drive away and a truck comes and rear ends them and it's being driven by the woman and the pinup mask. So this is the first time we see her in the movie. This is her grand appearance. So they go, they run back inside the house and they start freaking out and James starts looking for his father's shotgun and they both hide in the bedroom and he has like, oh, and then when they go in the bedroom, they see that like the bedroom window is written all over in, like, red substance, and it says, it says, hello. Ew, like, everywhere. Uh, um,
1: it's very uh, Daniel plants. Yes,
0: like. exactly. That's exactly what I thought of. And I was like, I wonder if they use ketchup.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I don't think they used blood. Whose blood would it, would it have been? Maybe it was a little girl's lipstick.
1: Mm-hmm. The pin-up girl. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm.
0: maybe they just carry markers with them, which yeah. I think, cute.
1: Cute. Yeah,
0: they were they came prepared.
1: Love Crayola.
0: They said this gonna be scary. hmm So James ends up having trouble loading the gun. And she's like, What the heck? Like, didn't you go didn't you used to go hunting with your dad like when you were a kid all the time? And he tells her that was something I lied about to impress you. Oh. Yeah, but I'm just like, damn, like y'all keeping secrets, and he was ready to propose. Dang. Which I think is really good. Like a little. Nod by the writer who's like, yeah, these bitches weren't ready to get married. Right. I I love it. So the man in the mask starts beating the door down with an axe to get in. And James uh, works the gun and shoots toward him. And then he's kind of gone for a while. And then, oh, throughout the whole movie, there's like a record player. Yes. And the songs that are used in this movie to like set the mode or the mood and the tone. Mm Mm-hmm. Are so good all the songs are so creepy at one point like the record um player like ends up scratching and so it's just like this repeated line over and over again and it's so ominous it's so spooky
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, the soundtrack is great so we end up seeing James friend Mike Mr. Always Sunny in Philadelphia drive up to the house Danny DeVito <laughs> Danny DeVito it's not guys um <laughs> so he ends up coming uh driving to the house and he ends up like leaving him a voicemail being like, hey, like, you know, you told me to come in the morning, but I'm here now because I figured that, you know, that would probably be beneficial to your situation. What's going on? Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. They they have a cute friendship. He kind of makes a joke. He's like, because I'm so used to waiting at you hand and foot. Um, it's oh, really, really precious. And they're you, in love. Yeah. They're just really good friends. and sad because we find out what happens to him later on so uh somebody throws like a brick at the windshield and ends up breaking so he's kind of like what the fuck so when he goes inside the house he grabs like a brick from the floor as like a weapon and i'm just kind of like okay what the hell would you do if your best friend called you and was like hey can you pick me up in the morning like you know not things aren't going well with my girl and then you go to, like, su- go surprise him and the house is not complete, like, it's, f- like, that door is knocked down. Like, you can tell that it's been, like, broken into. Oh, my God, how scary. I, I Would don't you, know.
1: I'd be scared to walk yeah, in. Yeah, I don't, scared.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe that means that I'm not a good friend. But, like, the fact that, like, he, we see that he has his cell phone. Right. Like, my instinct is like, oh, shit, let me call the police real quick. Of
1: course.
0: But these people, I guess, don't didn't know the number for 911.
1: It's hard to remember. It's <laughs> a lot of our
0: numbers. It's so frustrating because I'm like, my instinct at all times is to call 911. Like. All times. All times. If there is a knocking on my window, I'm going to call 911. I said, there's somebody outside. There's a little Mormon boy outside. He's passing out pamphlets. 911. Oh, but you love. <laughs>
1: Mormon boys.
0: <laughs> I just love any type of Mormon.
1: Should we get in nope. No, I'm let's not, not. Not discussing that.
0: I do have a lot of Mormon friends. I was in a lot of Mormon productions mm-hmm. growing up and they're I don't want to get into it.
1: I'm not going to No, I wouldn't No.
0: no I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I would
1: never get to you. I don't
0: want a scandal with the Mormon church. Oh, I do. N- not in this economy, honey. We already have the Scientologists mad at us. Let's not get the Mormons mad at us. I have a lot of Mormon (laughs) I have family
1: that are Mormons
0: You have Mormon family? Yeah I didn't know that Yeah (laughs) Cute.
1: Continue
0: Okay so then
1: We're gonna get the Jeopardy theme Yeah
0: for real You're doing great You're doing great Mike goes inside the house And then there's The masked man Is like behind him Like in the shot And you're like So he has his axe ready He's ready to pounce He's ready to kill this motherfucker when all of a sudden he goes into the room and he's like, James, and a shotgun, you know, he James ends up shooting the gun and ends up killing Mike. Hmm. <sighs> that what a is shitty So fucked up. Fuck yeah. They're only like source to the outside world. Right
1: only way out and
0: you are the one that ends up killing them mm-hmm. like not the fucking people that are murderers that are there to kill you you right. kill your best friend
1: oh my god what an awful
0: feeling yeah i can't even think about it because it'll make me have a fucking panic attack so uh which james ends up having ends up having like a whole like meltdown and he's like oh my god he keeps muttering or repeating to himself he was my best friend what am i gonna do what am i gonna do and you know Kristen's, like, comforting him and, like, it's not your fault. You know, you didn't know. Oh, but. Mm, I mean, but, like. It is. You did pull the trigger. So he opens the living room c- curtain and finds the word killer written. Oh, God. And I'm like, damn, these bitches are fast with their reusable markers or whatever they're using. So James goes out to the woods to, I guess, kill them? I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking. So he goes out and he leaves Kristen at the house, who is still barefoot.
1: Sweetie pie, Bitch, put
0: some shoes but, on.
1: If it's some little sandals. That's,
0: I literally have written down. At least chanclas damn. I
1: was going to say that, but It's I... so frustrating. Yeah, it's
0: just like they, they, obviously she has regular shoes because they packed for a road trip. Correct. You're not going to wear heels the whole time. No. I'm, oh God, no. No. It's just so painful. Well, you know, they came back from the wedding reception. It's just so annoying. I'm like, I get it. Put some shoes on. But she doesn't. She's barefoot running around the damn woods. Okay. She runs into the woods and then she trips in a hole.
1: Mm-hmm. As you should with As no shoes you on. Do,
0: that's what you get. Mm-hmm. And she ends up fucking up her legs. And she's like crawling around like a little wounded crawler, creep crawler. (laughs) And she starts crawling towards the shed when the pinup girl, mask lady, like sneaks up behind her, but then disappears. These people love to play with their food. Let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, which is so funny to me because like, okay, so then what is, what are you trying to accomplish? Right. Because she didn't see her. Mm -hmm. So she was like, I'm, I'm, we'll get her. And then she was like, "Mm, better not. Like,
1: I don't know. Like, just s- kill them, right? I don't know.
0: Or I mean, you know, maybe they had a pack. Like, you know, bring them and we'll all kill them together. Maybe. But it's like, then why even like bother like doing, doing shit like that? Like, that? like save your energy. You see, that going go into the shed. We'll so just walk to the shed. I, I don't feel know. that.
1: I feel that. Maybe the big, the big guy, the big daddy had to
0: do it. Yeah, maybe. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, I get it. Y'all annoying. Oh. Like if you won't kill somebody, just kill them. Right. And that's my, that's my um viewpoint on your TED talk. Ring. That's my TED. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. So she goes to the shed and she finds a radio and tries to signal for help. And a man actually picks up, but then the pin, the pin-up girl, mask lady, comes and destroys the radio. And then we see that James's car is set on fire. So oh there is God. no escaping this. Like these, they. they you know they're done for, so Kristen crawls back to the house, and then all the lights turn off, and it's just like one thing after another, like this is so sad. So we see the man in the mask come in, and Kristen goes to hide in the in the kitchen cupboard and this is one of my favorite scenes. this I think is one of the scariest jump scares that I've seen in a movie because I remember watching this in theaters and literally gasping so loud, and so she's like in the cupboard and the the cupboards are kind of like, like blinds. Like you can, you know, like, I don't know how to explain it. They're like the little panel, like. Like
1: the little wooden? Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, you yeah, can yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah.
0: So the the shot is like you're seeing out of her point of view. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing the masked man come in the kitchen. He's looking around and there's like several shots of him like looking at the cupboard. But oh then no. he doesn't like oh go no. to it. He like sits down at the kitchen table. Ugh. He just kind of, and it's a really long scene. It's just her like, kind of like, okay, waiting for him to come in. And he like looks again at the cupboard and then walks away. Ugh. And then she like walks up and she's like, okay, I think I'm clear. And then all of a sudden the blonde girl in the mask pops up and it's so scary. And she starts beating down the door, like starts breaking down the little wooden panels. And then the masked man appears again, and he has James kind of, like, on the floor. So we know that they're done for. Like, right. They, they, they the, all three of them, this is the first time that all three of them are seen together. Or actually, all of them are seen together because it's James and Kristen and then the three strangers
1: so then we realize, oh, it's not James. Yeah. Is so that, yeah. so yeah. then, yeah.
0: So, I mean, well, there's, like, several scenes where when James is, like, coming in that, like, oh, we know that it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot to mention that earlier. That's okay. But for a while, you're meant to believe that it's him, which yeah. is, again, so crazy to me. So Kristen, like, tries to run away, and then the masked man, like, slams her against the wall, and then ends up dragging her body. And then it cuts to the next day, and it's daylight. Because the whole God. movie takes place at night. Right. And then it takes it's the morning time Uh uh-huh which is again we talked about um or no i guess we didn't talk about it but i was having a conversation with one of my friends recently we were talking about midsummer and talking about how hard it is to do like a daytime horror movie Mm -hmm. but how that movie does a really good job of it right and i think that this movie does a good job with it because you know us as an audience when the morning happens it's kind of like especially in horror movies that's like when the rescuing happens Mm -hmm. when it's morning time they have you know beat out the evil and they survive it's done yeah it's done and yeah we're only at the we're only at the end you know uh it's morning time but they're tied up the strangers have tied up james and Kristen into like on these chairs and Mm -hmm. it they're just waiting for defeat they're both crying she's like you know telling them like please don't do this please don't do this and she asks the infamous line, why, why are you doing this? Uh-huh. Well, she asks out several times in the movie and they never answer her. And mm-hmm. finally she asks again, why are you doing this? And then the blonde mask lady goes, because you were home. Which is such a scary line because that—that that, that yeah. is so many.
1: Anybody. Yeah. It could be anybody. It
0: could be anybody. It could have been. Right. You know, your grandma. Your it's, Right. Because you were home.
1: And the whole time the audience is like, who the fuck are these people? Yeah. Why? Are they? So the the answer is because you were home. It's like, holy yeah. shit. This is, was a random attack.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is what um, the director, you know, what really got him to to do this movie was thinking about the Manson murders, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. He was just like, okay, like, yeah, Sharon Tate was like famous, but like the friends that were there weren't. Right. You know? And, right. And the whole reason why any of those murders went down is because those people were home, you know, if they weren't home, mm-hmm. like, you know, they would just, would they have just moved on to the neighbor? Right. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. What a ugly, ugly, ugly line.
1: <laughs> yeah. So simple, but so, so yeah. and, and, scary. And
0: that line has stuck with me. Like I think about oh, it all absolute. the
1: time. People still quote yeah. it. It's, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: That's so good. Yeah. So the strangers unmask and we don't see who they are, but They get to see who they are because Mm -hmm. they don't give a fuck. They're going to die. so Who cares what, you know, if you see our identities. And, oh, and then I think this was just in the extended edition because I don't remember this happening in the theatrical version. Mm -hmm. But in this version that that I watched today, Mike's phone starts ringing. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so Kristen starts crawling to it. And so she goes to the phone and, oh, before that happens, they just end up stabbing them. Yeah, so they, I mean it's just like br- like it's brutal stabbing. Yeah. Like they they all th- three of them are just stabbing James and Jesus. Kristen and Kristen ends, ends up on the floor. And then they kind of like I guess they walk away and then Mike's phone starts ringing and Kristen crawls to it and when she goes it's like too late. Like she took too long to get to it. And then we see the the masked man. Oh, come. Well, he's not in a mask anymore, but yeah. he comes behind her. And he so t-
1: do you see his face? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, you don't okay. see anyone's faces. Yeah, no. Ugh.
0: And then he grabs the phone.
1: Oh my god! But he
0: doesn't even like finish her off. Like he just leaves her there. Oh my god! Which for when I saw the original, oh so yeah, when I saw the original, when I saw the original version, mm-hmm. I always wondered like, I wonder if she lived or not because he ends up taking the phone. The masked man. Yeah, the masked man. Also, something I didn't mention mm-hmm. when the scene starts, like the that they're tied up. Kristen is back in her dress and her uh dress that they wore in the, uh to the wedding reception, Ew. which is so ugly. So it makes me think, you know, I mean, and again, they don't explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's it kind of, it's like food for thought. Like, you know, why did they put her back in the dress? You know, did the masked man do something to her and then dress her up again? Like, it's just so ugly. Mm-hmm. And again, it's another horror that's not explained, but you know, you've, kind of leaves you to think like right um and it's it's like purposely shot to to make you notice that she's not wearing the clothes that she started off as
1: and this movie is so simple
0: yeah but it's so good like keeps you on your toes and yeah which is why i i I find it so shocking that so many people found it boring like that was like the biggest i um, did not get boring from that i know and even watching it again because before i watched it i did a bunch of research on it i looked at like the reviews and I was like, what the hell are people talking about? I don't remember this movie being boring. And I still, no. I can vouch that it's not a boring movie. Mm-hmm. So the scene cuts to the two Christian boys that we see in the beginning of the movie. Um, I keep calling them Christian boys because they're not wearing ties. And they have like pamphlets that say like Christian living or something. Mm-hmm. But on IMDb, they're credited as Mormon number one and Mormon number two. Oh,
1: okay. Um,
0: but... You have to be like a certain age to start like doing that stuff. So I don't know if that's... when they go on their missions. Yeah, yeah. Like I guess they're Mormon, but it's okay. But like even like in the Mormon church, like everything's not Christian. It's it's Mormon. You know, like it everything's specifically specified as Mormon. But whatever. So we see them walking, and then the three strangers are driving away in their truck. And they pass the two Christian boys. Mm-hmm. And so they stop the truck, and then the blonde girl gets out of the car and she asks, Can I have one of those? And she's um, talking about the pamphlet that he's uh. holding. And so the boy goes, Well, are you a sinner? And she goes, Sometimes.
1: Oh, God. It's so
0: ugly. But then it also shows you that, like, maybe they're, like, they do have some sort of, like, remorse. Right. So, you know, they're. Acknowledging that what they're doing is bad, mm-hmm. which puts a whole other like level of like you know uh, on them mm-hmm. because it's just so easy to dismiss them as just like they're just crazy and what you know they're right. they're not really thinking of their consequences, but obviously they are. I don't know, it's ugly. So they end up walking back to the house and they see like the destruction and they see the dead bodies, and these boys are unfazed by it. They're just kind of like <laughs> they're just looking around like a little shocked, but. I don't know. If my ass walks in the house and I see two bloody people, oh no, three oh. dead bodies on the floor, oh, bitch, I'm a screaming. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pass out. I'm not going to walk in. I'm going to say, Mm-mm. sorry, Absolutely Jesus. Not. It's
1: It's kind of like my crime later.
0: <laughs> I can't wait. So one of the boys goes up to Kristen and like extends his hand out. Oh, and then she starts screaming and grabs his hand. And it's like the final jump scare. And that's where the movie ends. Wow. Yeah, it's it's so good. If you haven't rewatched that, this movie, go do it.
1: Yeah, that movie is great. Again, like I said earlier, it's a simple quote. It's very simple. simple concept, I think but the, it's so good. Yeah,
0: the budget it was nine million, so it was a really low cost movie, and a, enough people liked it for them to make a sequel. Right. Uh, the sequel came out. I think exactly ten years after the oh, first shit. one did. Wow. Yeah, there was a lot of um, you know production issues but it came Mm -hmm. out and again I enjoyed the sequel. Me too. This movie is very much inspired by like old school 70s horror Mm -hmm. um, down to like the costumes and down to the set interior like the director really wanted the house to have like a 70s vibe and I think he did a really good job and then the sequel is heavily inspired by like the 80s like with the neon lights and it's a very 80s feel. For sure. The pool scene. Yeah the pool scene in the sequel is Enough. Like uh, even if you don't enjoy it, I think that sequence is so mm-hmm. good. But yeah, so that was the strangers. Wow. And now we're gonna get into some 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 strangers of uh of real life. True. Okay, y'all ready? I'm so ready. righty.
1: So we are going to get into the true crime portions podcast. It a gets a little bit, bit dark. Just a little heads up. This is a real life story, so it's a little sad and depressing, but what is it nowadays, you know? <laughs> yeah. So this is the Keddie Cabin Murders. Say that ten times fast.
0: Keddie Cabin murders, Keddy Cabin murders. E. Ooh, Keddie yeah, Keddie Cabin murders. Keddie Cabin murders. E. <laughs> Ketty <Keddie> Cabin murders. <laughs> Kettie Cabin murders. Keddie cabin murders. <laughs> e. Uh,
1: uh. Uh Eddie, people really died. What else? <laughs> this Just is kidding, the guys. Keddie oh Cabin God. Murders. A true life, a true crime story
0: yeah i actually know a little about this
1: yes because if you google the strangers this crime comes up mm-hmm. quite a bit they go
0: together hand in hand
1: kind of correct yeah um the strangers was not inspired by this true crime even not. though it's it said it it people say it was but it wasn't um like eddie mentioned earlier it was inspired by sharon tate's awful murder by the manson family as well as the director's um True Yeah, true hometown
0: mm-hmm. crime. To bring up.
1: Yeah. That's that. Okay. So this crime is unsolved until this day. But in my opinion, like I think it's said earlier, it should not be unsolved. I think it's very clear who committed this crime. Well, I'm excited. It's
0: well not excited, but No, like, I get it. Like I'm it's intrigued. sad,
1: but I think you Will be like, why is this solved right. as well? Yeah, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna get it.
0: Also, for all you YouTube and BuzzFeed fans, this is the Unsolved series that's out. There's an episode on this.
1: Yes, ID has covered it. Many podcasts have covered it, but it's my turn. Ooh. So here we are, the Keddie Cabin Murders. So this took place in 1981 in Keddie, California, which is in Northern California. In case y'all were wondering, I was. Thank you. So. After splitting up with her husband in 1980, Sue Sharp, which was 36 years old, along with her five kids, five kids.
0: Oof, too much.:
1: John, who was 15, Tina, who was 12, Rick, who was 10, Greg, who was five, and her other daughter, Sheila, uh, moved into a cabin in Ketty, California. Her daughter Sheila came down two months later because she was pregnant and she was giving birth at the time. This baby later given up for adoption. Oh, really? So she came, yeah. When she was really young. So before Keddie, they lived in Connecticut, and they moved there to start a new life. And Sue's brother Don also lived in Keddie, California. So she moved into the Keddie Cabin Resort. The owner rented out of the cabins to low-income families because the railway terminal, which brought people into town, shut down, which left very little people coming into the town, causing the resort to slow down. So to bring more revenue, he decided to rent these cabins out as kind of a long-term, like an apartment. new sign a lease, same deal. But they're cute little cabins in the mountains. <laughs> cute. Yeah. So the family went from a trailer to a three-bedroom home in the mountains in a beautiful, safe city where people did not lock their doors. It was that kind of town.
0: And this is in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. So people yeah. were, people weren't really scared. Mm-hmm.
1: And this is where they rented Cabin Twenty Eight, which will become a very infamous cabin. Is
0: the Ketty Cabin like resort still open to this day?
1: No, it's been demolished.
0: Oh.
1: Yes. So there is also a movie called Cabin Twenty Eight. Oh, loosely I did not know based that. off of this. It has one and a half stars on IMDB, so definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. Strangers who? Yep. Okay. So after moving here, it was a new beginning for the family, but it was also tough. Sue brought in a very low monthly income making it hard on the family. She received a monthly check of two fifty from her husband, who was in the Navy, her ex-husband now. And received food stamps and received a stipend from education program that she was enrolled in. But despite this, the kids lived in a very unique environment, which allowed them plenty of outdoor activities. They had a pond nearby and plenty of room to roam around. That's good. Yeah. So even though it was a sad situation, they grew up in a kind of unique area. It was a cabin. Also, like you're kind of like
0: secluded from. Yes. So you don't really know, you know. mm
1: -hmm, Exactly. Yeah. So... The family settles into their new life, uh, living at the resort, and the kids make friends um, with their neighbors, and they find a groove, and they make it normal for themselves. Some neighbors, like the family, and others labeled them as white trash. But for the most part, people said that Sue kept to herself. April eleven.
0: That's my birthday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't know that looking this up. I said, oh, this true crime takes place on a very historic day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, this day. Anyways, so...
0: No, not anyways. (laughs) Let's let's talk about it. Your birthday? Yeah, let's talk about my birthday. How we kind
1: of had to. (laughs) How um, we didn't celebrate it this year? Yeah, we will make up for it though, one hundred thousand percent.
0: Well, at this point, like. Whose birthdays are we going to be celebrating this Mind year? Mine, hopefully,
1: have, in July. I hope
0: so, dude. And
1: it's my 30th. I know. Like, how sad.
0: Uh, my friend, Caitlin. Or, well, our friend. I don't know why I said my friend. Like, mm-hmm. she was exclusively mine. She's our friend.
1: Mm-hmm. Caitlin Cunningham.
0: Caitlin Cunningham. Shout out. We were literally talking about. Yeah, her uh, birthday
1: but, is a month after mine.
0: Well, right. But we were talking about, like, damn. Like, it sucks that you're turning 30 this year. Like, whoever had, like, big historic birthdays. Like you know, I know that sucks. I know. So hopefully we'll make up for it. Hopefully there's a cure found hella soon.
1: It's okay. We'll we'll.
0: Okay. So anyway, back to my birthday. April 11th Mm -hmm.
1: started out like any other day for the Sharp family. The kids had planned with their friends. Sheila, her eldest daughter, was planning a sleepover with her friend who lived next door, the Seabolt family. Sue stayed behind with her two young sons, Rick and Greg, and the boy's friend, Justin Smart. Remember that boy, Justin Smart. He's a very big key player in this later on, okay? Okay,
0: Justin Smart? Smart, like smart. Oh, like he's smart. Okay. Correct,
1: yes. Sue's other daughter, Tina, was returning home after watching TV at the Seabolt's house. So, Tina was coming in, Sheila was going out to the Seabolt residence. This is where her Sheila's when I spend the night. Her oldest son, John, was in a town called Quincy, which was five miles away from Keddie, with his friend Dana. They were seen hanging out in the downtown area and later at night at, par- at a party. The two made their way back to John's house, Cabin 28, around 9.30 to continue hanging out and settle in for the night. They hitchhiked their way back home to John's house slash Cabin 28. Dun, dun, dun. So here's the breakdown, a quick little review. It's very important to know who's, who's okay. where. So, Sue, Tina, Sue's the mom, mm-hmm. Tina, her daughter, mm-hmm. John, her son, Dana, John's friend, and her two young boys, um, and their friend Justin.
0: Justin Smart.
1: Smart were home. The only one not home is Sheila, who was next door at the Seabold's house. Spending the night, hanging out, chilling, having a good time, Mm -hmm. having a little sleepover, watching some television, you know. Mm -hmm. The next morning, Sheila wakes up early and plans on going to church with the Siebel's. In order to do so, she needs to get a change of clothes because Jesus don't like PJs.
0: No, he has a strict rule.
1: It is. You're very correct. So, around 7 a.m., Sheila makes her way over to her cabin, cabin
0: 28. Dun, dun, dun.
1: She opens her front door and sees the last thing she expected.
0: <gasps> A genie. Guess again. The Little Mermaid. Guess again. A full revival of Mary Levy Roll Along by Steven Sondheim.
1: What the fuck was that?
0: <laughs> you said the last thing she'd ever expected. Okay,
1: anyways. So in her family's living room, she finds her mother, Sue, brother, John, and his friend, Dana, dead in the living room. All three. A little different. Yes. All three were tied up, bound with tape and wire.
0: Oh my God. Her
1: two younger brothers, Rick and Greg, were unharmed, as well as their friend, Justin Smart. Yes. Justin Smart lived in cabin 26 with his parents and brother. They were sleeping in another room, the two brothers and Justin Smart. Okay. The boys appeared to be untouched, unharmed, and appeared to have slept through the night. Which is wild considering a murder took place in the living room. Yeah,
0: they're like tied up. Correct.
1: Yeah. A lot went down in that house. Unfortunately, that night was a very awful night. Her sister, Tina, the younger sister, she's missing. Oh, shit. So after finding this awful scene, Sheila runs back to the Seaboltz house to let them know what she discovered in her home. This gruesome murder scene in her living room. James Seaboltz goes with Sheila to tell the owner what happened and to call the police. James goes over and his wife goes over to cabin 28 to get the two boys, sorry, three boys out of the house, not knowing if somebody was still in the house. They pull the boys out through their bedroom window to avoid going to the living room to disturb the crime scene. They don't want to go through the bloody mess. I totally get that. Who would like, I wouldn't want to look at that either. But John Seabolt later admitted on that. He initially went through their front door to see if anybody was alive. Oh. So he probably contaminated the crime scene.
0: He already done fucked it up.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe he touched a door handle. Maybe it touched a wall. Just he contaminated the scene. Right. So let's get to the actual crime scene. The murders that took place were very dark and awful, and it's sad to think what Sue and John and Dana had to endure. Right. That night, it's awful. It is unclear whether John and Dana walked in on something or the crimes took place later on the night while everybody was already home so one theory was was that they um hitchhiked back home so one theory so they were at a party correct okay in a town called quincy five miles away so one theory was was that whoever they got a ride from
0: and was the murderer, right
1: right but we will certainly learn learn that's not the case but that was a theory going Mm -hmm. on people believe that till this day but i it's you you guys will learn
0: interesting
1: yeah so the three like i mentioned earlier they were found tied up uh sue was found bound with cores and gagged with her own underwear yeah she was naked from the waist down her son and dana were also found bound sue had been stabbed her throat was slashed and she had the imprint from the butt of a daisy bb gun on the side of her head
0: oh wow
1: yeah she was covered up by the killers like her bottom half was covered which is kind of weird john's it throat up with what i think they said a curtain yeah something it's a random object or a blanket on the couch i don't know but she was covered up okay so she wasn't exposing anything um john's throat like his mom was also slashed so both were covered in blood from their throat wounds dana had head injuries and was killed by manual strangulation we all know what that means so all three suffered from blunt force trauma to the head caused by a hammer yeah, and this is unsure. It wasn't specified if they were dead or alive once the hammer was hit to the head. But okay, either way, awful. Right. Here we go. Yeah, they got hit. Yes. So Deputy Hank Clemens shows up to the gruesome scene, which he described as a bloodbath. He also said he doesn't know how Sheila is going is going to ever get past this. Could you imagine that poor no. girl? Even till this day, I'm sure that moment replays in her mind every day. It's how old
0: How old was she? Did, did you say? 15?
1: 15. 15? Yeah, 14,
0: 15. Yeah. Damn, that's horrible.
1: Yes. So, bloody prints were found in a post by the cabin's back door. Prints were lifted but never identified. This is the 80s, so let's yeah, keep in mind technology yeah, isn't technology quite is what, what isn't it was. DNA was not quite what it was like it is now. So, um, the phone cord leading to the girls' room was cut and the phone was also off the hook. The living room walls had stab marks in them. Blood splatter on the walls. And they found a claw hammer and a bent knife. And they believe the knife was bent because the victims were stabbed so hard that the knife was bent in the process. Oh my God. Yes. Later, another bloody knife was found behind a store uh, in Ketty. There was no sign of forced entry and all the lights were off in the house. Blood was found on Tina's, or Tina is the girl that is mm-hmm. missing. And camel cigarettes were found on the couch and those were believed to be left by the intruders. Police found out that the boys' bedroom door was ajar, which made them believe that Justin may have witnessed something, seeing that he is the only one to have any memory or insight on what took place. So of all three boys in the bedroom, Justin is the only one that's, that speaks up, that claims he saw something, that remembers anything. Right. The two brothers never said anything. Justin's the only one that's speaking up about what may have happened in the right. living room. Police start questioning neighbors to see if anyone saw or heard anything, Remember, these are cabins, so you're close your neighbors are yeah, close. You're in
0: close proximity. Of it's everything. Like, like
1: this situation. Like right. if they started screaming, I think I would hear my neighbors scream, you
0: know? Someone would have right. heard.
1: Of course. Cause they're in close proximity. That's yes. So the seabolts along with Sheila were right next door and did not hear anything all night. They claimed they didn't hear Nothing. Neighbors in cabin 16 said they woke up around 1:30 a.m. to the sounds of muffled screams, but they could not determine where the where the screams came from or if it was from a TV. Mm-hmm. Wild. But here's here's what's crazy. Cabin 16 hears something, but the cabin next door,
0: right, doesn't hear anything. It's wild. It's
1: weird. It's wild. So Justin Smart brings to the attend brings into the cops. <clears throat> sorry that tina is missing he's the one that brings us to light to authorities on site like hey dude like tina's missing no one at this point has realized that kids are missing from the household so along with the three murders an abduction is now added to the list of events that occurred in this cabin justin's story also changes quite a bit he seems to be remembering things incorrectly as the days move on from this yeah so once they realize tina's missing the fbi gets involved um, Justin, like I mentioned earlier, he's only one of the three boys that says he saw or heard anything that night. He's placed under hypnosis and claims that he saw two men with Sue. Oh, wow. One had a mustache, long hair with glasses. The second man was clean cut also with glasses. So under hypnosis, Justin had these memories come up, which I'm pretty sure... That in court hypnosis does not yeah, stand. stand. No, it doesn't stand. No, it doesn't. Hopefully. Just like
0: um, light detectors don't stand.
1: Mm-hmm. You'll see that soon, sweetie pie. So Justin claims that one of the men had a hammer. John and Dana came home. An argument started among the group, among Dana, John, the men arguing, and Sue. This is all from Justin's memory. Tina wakes up. One of the two men takes Tina out of the house. Once the second man returns, that's when the murders occurred. From Justin's hypnosis session, a composite sketch was made of the two men. And these drawings are, I'll show you later. They're
0: Oh, they, they have them? Yes. They're a little rough. You <laughs> want to see them now? Kind of. Okay, hold on. Guys, I'm going to do a live reaction to the police sketch drawings. And we'll post these on oh, like our Instagram 100%. stories or whatever.
1: Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Oh what do God. you think?
0: <laughs> That's rough. It's a little rough, right? They look like um, King of the Hill drawings.
1: Uh, let's not install king of the hill which you did in what episode two was episode that one episode baby. one okay so you saw the drawings mm-hmm. that's what justin thought he saw that night so dna was picked up from the crime they kind of look
0: like linda and bob from bob's Brothers. oh no don't like, do, do that hair? no i think so okay that's
1: mm-hmm. your opinion It's is fine So, like I mentioned earlier, this was the 80s, so technology wasn't as good as it is now. So, the DNA they picked up wasn't, it was pretty much good for nothing. They couldn't really do much for the investigation. That's
0: crazy to think about, actually. Right? Like, we're just so accustomed Mm -hmm. for, like, DNA being, like, such a big reason on how, like, cases are cracked. Right?
1: And back then, it was... Back then, they're like, well... Yep. Yep. They're like, okay, cool. Fingerprints, cool, girl. Store them. So the Organized Crime Unit Department of Justice was called in instead of the Homicide Unit, which was very odd in this scenario. This department did not have the best reputation. It was known for its sketchy practices and its corrupt reputation. Fast forward three years after this and 30 miles away. Tina's skull, along with a jacket, a blanket, and surgical tape, as well as other bone fragments, were discovered. Oh, shit. Three years later. Yes. So, here are some potential suspects in this case. The police have yet to find a motive, but conclude this must have been done by multiple people. Martin Smart, Justin's father, Mm -hmm. was the first official suspect in the case. Remember, he lives in cabin 26 in the same resort. Along with the family, Martin also had an ex convict living in his cabin by the name of John Bo Boobit. Oh, fuck me. all oh, These names I'm every sorry, time. That? John Bo. John Jacob Jingle Schmidt. His name is. We're going to call him John name. Bo Boobie. I'm sorry, what? John Bo Boobie. John Bo Boobie. It's Boobity.
0: Michael Buble. Boobity. Okay, so Michael Buble and... Yeah, so
1: John Bo. We'll call him John Bo. Okay. Who, um, he had a history of drug trafficking and being involved in organized crime. Love that. Okay. So, the night of the crimes, Martin and John Bo went to a bar dressed in suits and sunglasses. Some believe this was their way of creating an alibi. Yeah. Mind you, this was a dinky dive bar. Yeah,
0: why you just let's think that? of
1: Gem City.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh Lord.
1: A dive
0: bar. <laughs> Too soon. You're
1: not you're correct you're not going to walk in wearing a suit and looking nice that is a t-shirt and jeans affair
0: flip flops
1: flip flops your after work gear potential pj bottoms Mm -hmm. people doing coke in the bathroom it's Mm. god bless god bless those people so no suits and ties can we all agree on that (laughs) so like i said maybe potential alibi which i i think so yeah yeah so what connection does Martin have to sue besides their sons being friends? It was believed they were having an affair. Uh,
0: of course.
1: There is a theory that Martin's wife, Marilyn, left him the day of the murders after she found out.
0: The day of the murders? Mm-hmm. Before the murders took place or afterwards? The day of. Okay.
1: Theory. Theory. Martin also police that... One of his claw hammers that was found at the scene, yes, went missing.
0: Oh my god! Mm-hmm.
1: Along with the claw hammer as a potential weapon, Marilyn also brings up another piece of evidence to light: a handwritten letter from her husband Martin saying the following: "I've paid the price of your love, and now I've bought it with four people's lives." <gasps> the letter was overlooked and never taken in as I'm sorry. evidence. He
0: wrote a letter that said.
1: I've paid the price of your love and now I've bought it with four people's lives.
0: And there were four deaths. Correct. Wait, 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 wait a damn minute. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the murder. He wrote a letter saying that he killed four people.
1: We're not done yet.
0: No, I'm done. Yes. So Sheriff
1: Doug Thomas ignores all of this evidence. Martin smart took a polygraph test and passed girl who
0: the fuck cares i can pass a polygraph test
1: watch results from polygraph tests are almost always never accepted as mm-hmm. evidence like you mentioned earlier so why is doug thomas so easygoing when it comes to martin short they were homies of course they were they were good oh my friends fucking
0: goodness mm-hmm.
1: so fast forward to 2016 not that long ago
0: oh wow yeah
1: Mark Gamberg found the claw hammer that Martin said he lost in a pond. Gamberg said, The location it was found, it would have been intentionally put there. It would not have been accidentally misplaced. So he thinks someone put it there for Yeah, him to find
0: of it. course. They hid the weapon.
1: Gamberg also believes this crime was a cover up due to organized crime connections and mob connections.
0: Which is the the guy that he was sharing the cabin with, right? Like had like a connection to crime or whatever. I mean, you
1: Gamberg? It. He's a new investigator on the crime.
0: No, no, no. M- oh. Martin. Jambo. John Bo. And M- Martin. Yes. Yeah. Yes,
1: correct. Along with finding the claw hammer. A counselor who remains anonymous claims to have spoken to Martin who confessed everything to him.
0: Why is she she anonymous?
1: Martin said, I killed the woman and and her daughter, but I didn't have anything to do with the boys. He said he killed Tina in fear that she would identify him as a witness later on. Because she knew who he was because Justin was in and out of their house. Once the DA's office heard of this, they just brushed it off as if it was just gossip. So, here is a potential motive they think me have started this whole thing. It was to get Sue out of the picture because of their affair and to potentially save his marriage to Marilyn. This also explains why Justin's story changed. Maybe he was covering up for his dad. Right. And think about it. None of the boys were touched, including Sue's two sons, Plus Justin, if you're going into a home to murder people and your son is having a sleepover, what do you kind of leave that bedroom alone? Yeah, you're not. You know gonna what go I mean? As sad and disgusting as that
0: is. How old were the sons again? Like twelve? You said?
1: They were eight oh, and ten, shit. I believe. They they were the younger of the of the bunch of kids.
0: I don't think that like his son, or I mean, maybe he did have like maybe he was like coerced into like learning like a speech but i honestly just think that like kids like when you're at a young age like under pressure like that just like make up shit oh, or like sure. just like remember things mm-hmm. differently
1: yeah and the hypnosis i'm sure just brought up things in his brain and right
0: yeah maybe like specific memories from like horror movies or yeah. something like he was, I, st-
1: I really don't think he was intentionally covering for his dad right. i think obviously it come off that way but I i don't think that was the case here
0: I mean, I'm sure his dad was probably like, you know, you don't want daddy to lose like everything. Right. right. Oh, wow. That's um, crazy. So
1: with all of that being said, as of today, this case is still unsolved and an ongoing investigation. Wow. Martin Smart is dead. He died of cancer in the year 2000 and John Bo died in 1988. In 2018, Gamberg, who was a teen when this crime occurred, was friends with Dana and John. Isn't that wild?
0: Yeah, that's wild.
1: He stated that new DNA evidence from a piece of tape at the crime scene. I was just going to
0: ask about this. I was like, can't they like get the DNA Mm -hmm. and like use it in today's technology? There's
1: new evidence, new DNA from the scene um, from a piece of tape that is matched to a known living suspect that has been unnamed. What? Mm -hmm. So with the obvious connection of Martin and John both to the crime, um, more are thought to be involved sheila the daughter also believes this is also a cover-up by the city and random fact the night of the murders um gamberg said that dana was supposed to go over to his house oh wow Mm -hmm. so they were all friends so yeah till this day um this crime is unsolved and the two main suspects are now dead right so yeah so this case is unsolved but i think it's obvious who done it yeah. So why it's unsolved, it's c- clearly there's a little more to the story.
0: That's so interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: But that is the Keddie Cabin murder.
0: Wow. That is so ugly. The end. The end. Mm-hmm. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that is wild. I mean, it just kind of shows you like no one's safe. hmm You know?
1: I think the strangers and this true crime kind of show that acts of violence are not always there's not always a reason for it in yeah this case, they're not put, always obvious yes and in this case potentially there was an affair going on but i mean but but that's not a reason to go kill a woman and her kids you know not at all yeah so yeah. Dang. That was the Kitty Cabin murders. Cabin
0: twenty-eight. Cabin twenty-eight. And you said that these cabins are demolished. demolished you can't see them. Yeah. Stay there I think anymore.
1: some that one is demolished. I think some are still up, I believe. Oh, ew. There's YouTube videos, people going to the sites and like walking right. through, but since this um murder occurred, this town um had a reputation for being like super like wholesome. Like I said, the doors were left unlocked. Yeah. It was a safe city. This crime um has just obviously put a damper on this city if you just google like ketty california the first thing that pops up is the ketty cabin murders oh, interesting. so yeah yeah wow that's that y'all
0: well there you go
1: yeah all right eddie oh no you are going to take a little quiz we haven't For- done
0: a quiz in a long time we
1: have not but here's the thing every answer you get wrong we all have to take a drink
0: okay oh, so fuck. this the pressure's is the on.
1: how well doodle the
0: strangers quiz how well do i know the strangers? okay quiz? okay hopefully well because i just watched it all right let's but also sh- i am a little drunky drunk okay how, how are you feeling like honestly are you feeling a little, a
1: tipsy? little uh, yeah a little mm. bit
0: i think i'm drunker than you are
1: it's fine okay ready
0: i'm ready let's question do it.
1: number one kristen and james arrive at the house in a somber mood where are they coming from High school reunion? Girl,
0: it's a wedding reception. Okay,
1: he said don't. Don't try. Me. Okay, and correct. So, no drink for us. Bummer. What year do the events of the film take place? 1975, 1985, and 1995,
0: or 2005? Okay. Well, like I said earlier, this movie is heavily stylized from the 1970s, mm-hmm. but. They got cell phones in it. So I'm going to assume it's 2005.
1: Mm -hmm. Correct. Look at him. (laughs) He's a star. Okay. The following day, Kristen and James were to blank, but James calls it off. Go hiking, go to the beach, move in together, go on a road trip.
0: Oh. I mean, I think I'm going to get all these right. Should I just get one wrong so that we can take a (laughs) drink? Okay, they're gonna go on a, um, on a, I was gonna say on a true crime.
1: <laughs> they're gonna go on a road trip. On a road trip. Correct. Dang, okay. Okay. While Kristen is in the shower, James compulsively eats ice cream, chocolate, candy,
0: yogurt. Oh, ice cream. Correct. Yeah, that should look hella good too. <laughs> okay. I mean, yogurt. (laughs) Okay.
1: Who owns the house Kristen and James are staying at? Kristen's parents, James's parents, Kristen's best friend, James's best friend.
0: James's parents. Correct. Oh, no. We're going to be so sober. Oh,
1: no. Okay. At four in the morning, a blonde knocks on the front door and asks Kristen and James for someone who... Does she ask for Tamara girl Nellie <laughs> Tamara, Pamela, Constance
0: um Pamela Anderson
1: Tamara, okay. oh no, Correct! we got it wrong. I know you said Tamara, okay, James lights Chris in a fire when she leaves. Why?
0: Oh wait. He
1: goes know. out to buy Kristen cigarettes. <laughs> He has to head back to the reception. He has to go find a cell signal. He has to go fill up the gas tank before his friend shows up.
0: Um, I don't know. This one's hard.
1: Bitch, don't even play. Okay, it's
0: cigarettes. (laughs) Okay. My drink getting warm.
1: Correct. Okay. We learn the strangers have found their way inside when the man in the mask appears behind Kristen. Where is Kristen? Crouching by the fire, hiding behind the bedroom door, getting a glass of water from the sink, standing near the front door.
0: Um, getting a glass of water.
1: Correct. Well, he's a professional. He did
0: his research.
1: <laughs> okay. Kristen charges her cell phone and then realizes later it's missing. Where has it ended up? Oh. In James's car, in the garbage disposal, in the fire, in the trash.
0: Wow, I can genuinely say that I don't remember this part. So I think um, in the garbage disposal. Right. <laughs> oh no, was it in the fireplace? Yes, this it was whole in the time. fireplace. I guess right, we have to sweeties. take a drink,
1: babies. Drink up!
0: Can I just say, watching the movie, I did not catch that.
1: Wow, well look at you.
0: I mean, I'm glad that now we know right. for sure.
1: We'll never forget it. Mm-mm. Okay, so early on... And still home alone, what's Kristen's weapon of choice? A knife, a hatchet, fireplace tools, or a gun? A knife. A knife. A A knife!
0: knife!
1: (laughs) Correct. Okay. James finally returns and realizes he has had to step out yet again. Where is he headed? Outside to smoke? To the front yard to confront the man in the mask? To his car because he forgot his cell phone? To his parents, he needs a change of clothes.
0: Um, he forgot his cell phone.
1: Correct. That's a lot of work. Okay. What in his car in search of his cell phone, James gets spooked when he feels a mysterious hand touch his thigh?
0: Oh his
1: foot. Oh she got a foot fetish. His face or the back of his neck.
0: His little feet I'm just kidding. The back of his the back <laughs> of his I neck. In- oh yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I said the back of his head. The back of his neck is correct. So is that considered wrong?
1: No. (laughs) Sorry. As Kristen and James are about to pull out the driveway from the house, a truck enters behind them and blocks their path. It then rams into James' car. How many times? Oh. One, two, three, four. (laughs)
0: Three times. Incorrect. It is too. <gasps> oh my God. Take a drink, bitches. Why? Wow, I really did not know that one. Mm-hmm. Ah,
1: refreshing. Okay. Next question. What
0: flavor are you drinking?
1: Screwdriver. Oh. Love a good screwdriver. Okay. <sighs> Once in the bedroom, James and Kristen discover this word written on the window <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> Welcome. Hello. Goodbye. Hello. Hello is correct.
0: You know who I just quoted? Yes. Who?
1: Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, thank God. That was on at the doctor's office on Monday in the waiting room. Really? Mm -hmm.
0: That's a great movie. It was
1: kind of comforting. I was like, okay, things will be all right.
0: Oh my God. Wait, I have a quick interjection. Speaking of Mrs. Doubtfire. So (laughs) Mara Wilson is in that movie. We know. If you don't know who that is, she played (laughs) Matilda she played the daughter and Mrs. Dat Fire. Last week, my mom is watching like the Spanish channel, and for all my Mexicanos, thirty-four, out there, probably okay. you know that the Spanish, not you know, not to be insensitive, but sometimes they get things wrong mm-hmm. or they just, I don't know, they just be making some shit up. So she's watching something on the Spanish channel, and she goes, "Oh my God, Matilda's dead." <laughs> Me and my sister in the living room, we both shookity shook. I said, mommy, no. Mara Wilson? She's like, yeah, she died. The little girl from Matilda died. And I said, not Mara. <laughs> I said, there is no way because I follow that bitch on Twitter. <laughs> and I said, and I could have sworn she just tweeted something mm-hmm. a couple hours ago. So I went to her Twitter and she didn't tweet anything for two days. So I was like, <gasps> but then I looked at her likes and she liked something 15 minutes ago. And I was like, mom, mm. no. So they, she, she, my mom was confused. I don't know. And to this day, I don't know why she got that, but it scared the shit out of me. And now every time I think of Mara Wilson, I think of my mom scaring me saying that she was dead. Okay. Isn't that scary? Fuck yeah, spooky! I, think, I got
1: goosebumps!
0: I was so scared. I said, oh no, Matilda better not be dead. She's
1: not dead. She's moving around I the said, plants said and taking I said
0: 2020's taking enough. She's,
1: with, she's living with Miss Honey.
0: Miss Honey. In that
1: bomb-ass cottage. In Holy In that bomb-ass shit. cottage
0: eating them fine-ass chocolates. Oh, God, I wanted to be in that cottage so badly. I, mean, I wanted to eat those chocolates so badly. Okay, moving Much on. Much too good for children.
1: Back to the strangers. Okay, ready? Okay. Okay, so the words, like you said, it's hello. Hello. What color is
0: it? Oh shit, this is a hard one. It's, shut the fuck up. It's red. Okay, skip next. <laughs>
1: okay, next. James mistakenly shoots and kills his the best friend same Mike. Friend,
0: we on a time limit here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Another word, also in red, is revealed. It says
0: killer. Come on, move on.
1: What is it? Killer. Spooky. Murder. <laughs> oh, goodbye.
0: I wish it was spooky.
1: Spooky? Do you know whose nickname that was? No. Mulder in the X-Files. David Duchovny. Oh.
0: oh
1: his nickname was Spooky? Yes. Because he precious. did the X-Files. I, when they were introducing you him said to... He, <laughs> yes. They were, we
0: were unaware. Thank you for letting us when know. When they
1: were introducing him to Dana Scully, they were like, yes, and his nickname is Spooky spooky I said oh I knew I was in love but now it is confirmed
0: I'm dead. I don't care
1: how old he is I-, I love him
0: he's attractive David Duchovny if you're out Eric there Eric is nodding in an agreement I love
1: you okay it's killer yes not thank spooky, you so this is not can we please do an x-files episode
0: <laughs> <laughs> they have two movies <laughs> oh I guess you're right <laughs> I mean sure I'm down why not?
1: Okay, how many strangers are there? There's
0: Two, three, th- four, five. <laughs> Could you imagine someone getting this wrong? Three.
1: Okay, correct. Who's
0: taking this quiz?
1: Me. <laughs> Before stabbing her, Kristen asks why the strangers are doing this to her and James. What answers does she receive? Let me read this to you. Hold on. Because we were bored. <laughs> because we can. Because you were next. Because you were home.
0: Oh, I wish that there- Because we can. That'd be scary. Because, <laughs> shit, you fucking right.
1: Because y'all boring. Whatever that shit was earlier.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. In the group, in the group chat.
1: <laughs> y'all boring. Y'all, whatever. Because why y'all not? <laughs> boring.
0: why okay. not? Y'all boring. Why not? Y'all boring as fuck.
1: Because we were home. Okay. All right. Which of the three strangers takes his slash her mask off first? The man in the mask. Uh, doll Dollface, pin up girl, or they all are at the same time. That would have been iconic.
0: <laughs> That's cute. Like an Avengers mm-hmm. moment. Um, th- uh, hmm. I think the man.
1: Incorrect. Who <gasps> is Dollface? Oh, that
0: bitch. Let's okay. take a drink. Take a drink. <sighs> That's our ASMR episode.
1: Alright, alright, alright. Alright. As we're driving away, the strangers encounter two Boys carrying pamphlets. What's written on their fronts? Oh, you mentioned this. Jehovah's Witnesses, The Path to Jesus, How to Be Mormon, or Christian Living.
0: Christian Living.
1: Okay, sweetie pie, you are correct. Okay, go on to the scores.
0: Well, technically I missed two, right? So it's an 80%.
1: So you scored a 18 out of 21. What? I missed 3 mm-hmm.
0: Oh no, I'm pissed.
1: What did you miss? This doesn't really
0: We know Jen's track record on quizzes. <laughs> uh This time will tell me what witch I am.
1: <laughs> it just provides a quote from the
0: movie. Okay, we'll read the quote.
1: It says since we've since we've been here, I haven't heard a dog bark or a car pass. Nothing. Just us and them, James. Dead by James, yep. Um, so you scored 18 out of 21. That's a passing grade. Yes. He knows Round the strangers. Okay, right. ladies and gentlemen. That was that was great. And that concludes episode six of Nightmares and Chill, the final episode of this podcast. <laughs> oh I am retired. I am done. Thank I'm deceased.
0: God. We're finished. Thank God. I have been waiting since episode one. For this bitch to quit. I'm finally gonna start my podcast, Little Miss Sunshiners. Oh, we love her. About Tony Collette's performances and iconic mm-hmm. roles.
1: I'm retired. It was fun, y'all. Be safe out there. Lock your doors. <laughs> Listen to your moms.
0: Yeah, let's let's just recap each episode.
1: Okay. Episode one.
0: Don't trust your neighbors.
1: Don't trust your neighbors. Episode two. Don't join a cult. Episode three. No, no.
0: Episode two. Put some.
1: Tahine on that bitch. (laughs) Oh, nasty.
0: Episode three was what? The witch. Was that
1: episode
0: three? Oh, wow. Wait, what?
1: Episode three was the witch. Sabrina is the supreme. Episode mm -hmm. four was.
0: The invisible man.
1: The invisible man. Y'all let that
0: one flop. Can we just say, why didn't y'all like the invisible man episode?
1: Invisible man, wear your red lipstick. Episode number five. Oh, my God, Carrie, listen to your mother. Episode number six, lock your doors. Cute. Episode number seven, not happening because I'm retired. Okay, as always, thank you for listening.
0: Yes, thank you. Also, we are not retiring. Mm -mm. In case anybody actually was like, damn, that was a short-lived podcast. I'll be back. Unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Do you have any final thoughts? final um no this was
1: fun but make sure you guys all follow us on instagram make sure you follow eddie's page make sure you follow my page to keep up with the updates and we will see you guys very soon bye